It's Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Radio, broadcasting live. Today's guest is singer, musician, Jacqueline Steele. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I go by the name of Blake Soule, and I am so excited to have you with me on the show today. Uh, I'm in Michigan right now. It is snowing like crazy. It's been doing this for the past two days. And just after the groundhog didn't see a shadow, everyone here was getting excited for spring. But I guess, you know, the universe had different things in plan for us. But I'm on the show today with Jacqueline Steele, and, and we were just chatting before I started recording the episode and, and just talking about, you know, living in the Midwest and, and other things that we have going on. And I'm just so excited to bring her on because you'll be able to tell right away just how much energy and, and passion for life that she has, especially as an artist and, and is out there doing her thing and, and fulfilling life's yearning. So without further ado, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on. And how are you doing today? Oh, Blake, thank you. That was such a lovely introduction. I am doing very, very well. How are you doing? Oh, I am. I am good. I got up this morning. I don't know if you heard of uh, Sean T, but I do his 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 workouts. In the oh, morning of time, those are intense. <laughs> they dude. are, they are intense. And the one I am Good doing, for you. <laughs> the one I'm doing right now is size. So the end of exercise, and it's a lot of dancing. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting ready for to go out to the dance clubs and and be able to pull off my new dance move. So that's Heck been yeah. a lot of, that's been a lot of fun so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And getting in great shape. It's like a, a two in one deal. Oh yeah. And, and this morning we were dancing to, uh, Bruno Mars's treasure. Oh my gosh. I can <laughs> Bruno Mars is ridiculous. Did you see the Super Bowl halftime show? I saw that and I was like, Man, wait, he can dance. Like, I'm like, do you have extra muscles or like extra something in your body that allows you to dance like that? It's crazy. Right, he's I, so good. I had no idea. I looked it up and he's been like, you know, like a prodigy since he was like two or three years I know, old. And I know. And then I was like, man, he started doing like a little bit of the MC Hammer thing up on stage and had the whole black jumpsuit outfit on. I was like, I, oh. You know what I love about him, too, is he has taken so many classic influences or what you and I would think is classic influences for our generation, like Michael Jackson, like MC Hammer. And he has taken those influences and really made them his own. And his career is just blowing. Well, it's already blown up, but (laughs) it continues to blow up. Rightfully so. 
Uh, yeah, heck yeah. He's also one of my favorite artists. I just remember being in in, in college and and the Grenade song. We would uh, oh yeah. We, we would always joke around and and if somebody threw like a can or something and, and say grenade, the person that was by the can would have to pick it up before the grenade would <laughs> explode. I guess, and then we would just joke around about that. But yeah, so that, I, I definitely. Don't lie, Blake. You were like going around hitting on girls, like, "Hey, baby, I'll catch a grenade for you." Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just like, <laughs> and then I would break out into my dance routine, and then we would just go out from there. <laughs> it all—it always comes down to the moves. I don't know why. It's just, if, you, if you got the totally moves, does. everything goes right. You gotta, you gotta have moves. You gotta have moves. Uh, this, this, this is great. I knew this was going to be a lot of fun, but just just for starters, Jack. I know we kind of had that that sidebar there, but <laughs> who? I know why I wanted to have you on, you know, I followed you on Instagram and I, and I see what you have going on there and I listened to your EP and I, you know, listened to the whole thing probably about six or seven times uh, oh, and, oh, and, and preparation, in, in preparation for today. And I just went through my own breakup, which, so it was oh, like, oh, yeah. like I was so, so going through my moods, like the past three weeks and and just having you know something to listen to that was relatable and, and sharing those same type of emotions was was helpful but but going from there can you just talk about like who you are and 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 what have you what have you been up to that's gotten you uh to where you are today oh well first of all i'm sorry that you went through a breakup i know that's so hard and the fact that you can relate to my music, just it honestly, it brings tears to my eyes because that's exactly why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that I was feeling things that other people could relate to. And I'm sure you can relate to this, but if, if you know who you are and you know your deepest desires, there is this yearning to connect with others of like minds. And I think for me, the way that I communicate best and the way that I've always communicated best is through music. And so I think it's kind of my way of very personally connecting with other people. Um, And I think that's why I have kind of radically changed my life multiple times to continue uh, pursuing my dream of, of being a musician. So I guess a little... A little background uh, about me. I started singing when I was like three or four. So I have had a passion for music um, ever since I can remember. Uh, But I took a pretty traditional approach to life. You know, I was raised in a fairly conservative home, Um, conservative values, and I went to a private elementary school. And then I went to junior high and high school thinking, uh, okay, I got to go to college. My dad's a lawyer. I should probably be a lawyer. And after graduating from Baylor University, I did Teach for America. And then I went into the corporate world. And I just realized that my heart and my mind were in two totally different places. And I'm sure you can relate to this. When you feel like your heart and mind are not aligned. It feels like everything else is off in life. Yes. And so I realized that if I didn't make a change, 
I was going to like slowly but surely be a shell of who I really, really wanted to be. And so I got busy trying to figure out how to make a living making music. And that's kind of where everything I've done over the last four years began. It was out of this deep, deep dissatisfaction with where my life was. I felt like my life was controlling me versus me controlling my life. And that's never a good feeling to come home to every day. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I, and I can relate so much to that just because the the me that you're talking to now, I feel like is so different than the me I was even a year or two years ago where uh, where I was just letting life control me as opposed to me taking taking the reins and saying, okay, I'm going to make this thing happen. And the, and the thing that it was always for me was that, that fear of failing or even, yeah. or even like my, my own issues I've dealt with, with wanting to be so perfect that I keep on yeah. doing things over yeah. and over again. And, and that kind of held me back. So I, so I love that, that you're able to talk about that. And, 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 and even for you to go through that, that transition of, you know, not doing music for for a minute and 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 working, yeah, uh, professionally, and then still having that that courage that was inside of you to to go back to the music. Can you talk about like what was going on at that time that you just felt like uh, I'm I'm dying on the inside if I yeah. don't make a change here? And, and what gave you that that courage? Because I hear so many people talk about it that that that's one of the the hardest things to do is to to actually take that leap and do the unknown thing where you already yeah. kind of start having this like this comfortable life where you know that you have an income and not like an if come. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, income versus if come. So here, first of all, I think that the idea of safety is kind of a fallacy in today's world. You know, you can have what you think is a corporate safe position um, when in reality things in our world and in our culture are shifting so radically and so fast that I just don't think means of traditional employment are as safe as they used to be. So, that, that is one thing that I always kept in mind. But honestly, it came down to like a crossroads of should and must. So I was like, if I, I should be doing this because that's what other people are telling me I should be doing. But I feel like I must be doing this. And I felt like I was so so sad and so, so unfulfilled that if I didn't make a change, I felt like I was going to lose the very essence of who I was. And I know that sounds dramatic, but when you desire something and you have a dream and you love it so, so much, but you know, you're not taking any steps toward it. Um, there is just like this cloud that hangs over you. And I felt like it was following me everywhere. So I got to the point where I was like, if I don't make a change, this 
I can't live like this. I just can't live like this. So it almost didn't feel like a choice. It felt like it was something I just absolutely had to do. Mm -hmm. And while it was scary in some ways, you know, I quit my job and my husband and I moved to California because I had a lot of opportunities in music in California. It felt as though I was shedding this body that just didn't belong to me and I was stepping into the person that I was supposed to be. So while it was scary a little bit monetarily in every other way, it felt so right that the fear was completely overcome by joy and elation from feeling like I was aligned with what I was supposed to be doing. And that's that very thing is actually something that I've talk to people about a lot because I started, uh, well, we've talked about this. I started a community called the rebel society, which is Mm -hmm. centered around living life differently and running after your desires and catching your dreams. And so while a lot of people, I think experience deep seated, understandable fears, what happens when you start inching toward your dream is that those fears fade into the background fairly quickly. Oh, and I, and I so get that. And, and I do relate to that rebel society with, with kind of like observing them, observing the masses and then doing the opposite. And the opposite yeah. is what it, the opposite is what gets you ticking and, and what wakes you up in the morning. And yes. And so I am curious because you said, you know, you, when you and your husband moved out, to California and as an unknown artist, you know, trying to make your way <laughs> at that point through into the music industry, what, what's an insight of like what that journey was like for you? Like, where did you start from and, and how have you been able to progress along the way? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. And when you say it like that, I look back and I'm like, man, I must have a screw loose, <laughs> but, but I totally don't. It was just, honestly, it was diving in and following my heart. And I felt like the more I followed my heart, the truer I became to who I actually am, the more doors opened, the more opportunities came my way. And so when I decided that I wanted to be a full-time musician, I was like, I don't want to force this. I want it to come about organically. And I want to learn everything I can possibly learn about the music industry, about songwriting, about recording, about marketing, about how this whole uh, system, this machine works. And so I had some great contacts in California through a competition that that I uh, entered before going to California. And I went out there and I was like, my first order of business is to learn how to write songs. I've been writing poetry since I was 12, 13, 14. Um, And so I have all of these poems, all of this material, but I don't really know how to set it to music. And I was like, if I want to call myself a musician and not just a singer, I need to learn how to songwrite because it is an art form. And so I spent basically the first two years of my induction into the music industry in what I call like artist incubation, where I felt like I was kind of hold off 
learning how to write songs and find my voice within those songs. So there's a big difference between singing material that somebody gives you to sing. It can be a great song, but it's not yours versus writing something, feeling it, going through the emotions and then singing it. There's this connection. There's this energy that happens. And I wanted to make sure that as I connected with people in live settings, that they felt like I was being authentic. Um, And so that's in a nutshell how it all began. And then after kind of honing my skills as a songwriter, I was able to branch out into different areas and make other contacts, which led me to Atlanta. Um, and now I have a full band and we are debuting next month, actually. Nice. So, yeah, I've done, you know, I've done a bunch of recording uh, of solo stuff. And then I decided I was like, I want a full band. I want that vessel to bring this material into the world because I feel like that's what exactly what this material needs. It needs a full live big band. So did that answer your question? Oh, it absolutely did. And just okay, thinking good. of what you were saying and you went through a two year period. It's not like you're like, okay, let's go out to Cali and then just start putting out things. But you actually yeah. became a, 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 a student of it so that you could put out, you know, the music the way I guess it deserves to be put out. Exactly. Mm. You know, I am, my husband makes fun of me sometimes and it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a very sweet exchange, but I started the rebel society. He's like, you know, you are the only rebel who would go out and buy 10 books about being a rebel. <laughs> He's like you're going to study how to be a rebel. But the reality is I want to be a lifelong learner and I want to be a lifelong student. And so I take you know, I, I'm, I'm not passionate about a ton of things. And the reason for that is because I don't think you can be passionate about a ton of things. So the things that I am passionate about, I take incredibly seriously and I become a student of them. And so it was the exact same thing with music. I was like, I want to be a student of this craft. I don't want to just participate. I want to know the entirety of of how this works. Um, and I think that when you are going into a new field, when you're pursuing your dream, I think it's incredibly advantageous to learn as much as you possibly can about that field. I so agree because I, that, that was the exact experience I had, especially, you know, even if you play sports or whatever it is that you're doing, oh, yeah. you you have to learn the fundamentals and, and be able to almost make those, you know, a part of you so that you don't even have to think about it. Exactly. So now when you start going on to more progressive moves, if you're playing a sport or like if you're in school and or and you're trying to figure out new ways of doing things, if you don't understand like those basic things that that make something work, then it's going to be extremely hard to like move further than than where you already are. And I think that's almost like the challenging thing that people come across. So did you have those moments too? You were like, ah, it's been a year, you know, is it still worth it? You know, year two? Oh, absolutely. Like, what, what was that like for you? You know, 
I think doubt is just one of those human emotions that everybody is going to experience, whether you are an attorney or a musician or, you know, a medical doctor or a painter. I think that doubt is a very, very normal human emotion. But I also think that when you're connected to your heart and your soul and you know who you are, you also, in a way, know what you're made of. And so I think my inner fortitude was just stronger than my doubt. And so it won out, so to speak. But I mean, absolutely. There were times where I was like, what am I doing with my (laughs) life? Oh my gosh. My friends are like pouring into their 401ks and I've got this beat up guitar and I'm like (laughs) singing at open mic nights. What am I doing? But the reality is, and, and it still is to this day, I wake up in the morning and I am like, oh my gosh, this is my life. I can't believe that this is my life. How incredibly fortunate am I to be doing something that I absolutely love doing? In fact, this afternoon after this interview, I'm going to go over to my bandmate's house and we're going to record new material and then have a rehearsal all evening and hang out as a band and have dinner. And I just feel like the blessing that is my life is sometimes overwhelming. Mm. So yes, I have doubt. Absolutely. Doubt creeps in weekly, but, um, that inner fortitude is, is stronger than that. And I think, you know, what you were talking about training as an athlete, um, or training for whatever profession you're going into, there is that muscle memory where if you train hard enough, you can say, dude, I got this. I can overcome whatever it is that I'm feeling that's negative. Yes. And I love how you summed that up because I think that is exactly what it is. Just, just being in that moment and feeling confident in what you're doing. And that so made me smile when you talked about how you're going over to your bandmate's house and you guys are going <laughs> to hang out together and, and, and essentially just play, you know, it's work, exactly. but, but it's really, you guys are getting to play well, all day. And, and, and I think that's so, so cool that you can do that. Oh, well, yeah. And as you know, when you're doing something that you love, there are aspects to it that are always going to be work. You know, I don't love contacting people to book shows mm-hmm. or, uh, or coordinating a bunch of things or, or doing, you know, those admin things that are necessary when you have a band. But the upside is that the majority of what I do, I just absolutely love. I love it. Love, love, love it. So can you talk about what you are writing about in your music? Because I know I remember you were saying that you like to pull at the heartstrings and and really just <laughs> and, and just get your audience, you know, immersed into the world of, of whatever emotions you're going through in your songs. What what is it about that that um, side of music about coming from the heart and being able to be emotional about it that makes you feel that that's the, the 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 type of music you want to make as opposed to you know like um 
crazy pop songs or anything like that? Yeah, man, you are really good at asking questions. Oh, Just as a side note, I love these questions because they go straight to the heart of the matter. Um, well, when it comes to songwriting, I think the overarching theme that I like to stick to, and you know, there are always times to deviate, but in life and in music, I want to be authentic. I don't want to just be presenting myself to the public as the like cleaned up uh, best version of who I am. I want to be the real version because I think that that's exactly what I crave in other people. Um, I want that authenticity. I want that real connection, not the like, Hey, how you're doing? How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good kind of thing. I want the real, like, this is what's happening in my life and this is how I feel about it. And this is what I'm going to do about it because those are the conversations that feed me, that give me energy. And so when I write songs, they're not necessarily about me. It could be about a movie that I watched or something that I observed in somebody that I know or something that I observed in a stranger. But what I want, I guess, the the theme in my music to be is that that authentic connection of, you know, you're not alone in how you feel. We're all human. We're all experiencing a wide spectrum of emotions. And at this moment in time, you and I are feeling the same thing. So let's connect on it. Let's feel what the other one is feeling. And I think as people connect and as people feel heard and loved, there is this incredible healing that takes place. And I think in that like little seed of connection and healing and mutual understanding is how for me, we can really radically shift our culture, shift our country, shift our world. And so music to me is a universal language that allows me to connect with people in a way that I wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with them. And I feel like that's my way of changing the world as I know it, not in, not in an arrogant way, but in a like one-on-one connection way. So for instance, mother Teresa was asked, uh, something to the effect of how can we change the world? And she said, by helping one person at a time. So if I can help just one person, I know that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And my way of doing that is through music. Oh man, that is that is so powerful to hear because uh, that's that's the one thing that I truly do love about music is just that you're being so in any artist that's open about what they're doing and and you're putting it out there instead of like you were saying putting out that 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 false image of yourself that is always good things are never going wrong um and you're in your life personally what if, if you are writing about things that go through in your own life how does that you know, come out in your music and how do you reflect upon those things to even put them in music? What is that process like? (laughs) Um, Well, I think, you know, writing is definitely a honed skill. Mm -hmm. And so I started writing when I was really, really young. 
And my mom actually is a fantastic editor. And my dad is too. My dad's an attorney, so he's constantly whittling things down. Mm -hmm. But I had two parents that would analyze my writing in elementary school, you know, middle school, high school. And then even in college, I would send them my papers and I would say, how can I improve this? How can I make myself clearer? How can I communicate what I'm trying to say better? And so I had many, many, many hours of whittling down writing, uh, into a form where I felt like I was actually communicating what I was trying to say. Cause I think that writing is hard. It's hard to get across what you're feeling. And so <clears throat> now when I sit down to write a song, whether it's about me or anybody else, I try and get into the headspace of whatever I'm feeling this song needs to capture, whether it's a sad emotion, a an ambivalent emotion even, or a happy emotion. I try and get into that headspace and create a character from within that headspace. So if you could see my notebooks, you'd see this like <laughs> jumbled mess of all these maps. So like I'll write a hook of, um, for instance, the, one of the la latest songs I wrote is a song called If Not Now. Mm -hmm. So in the middle, I'll have what I think is the hook or the title of the song. And then I'll have all of these little bubbles and all of these arrows leading from that central idea, trying to build this character, this story. And then I, I, I draw from that. And, you know, I think every songwriter will tell you that the way a song is written is a little bit different every time, but that's kind of the common denominator for my songs is, is trying to get into that headspace and become the character of the story that I'm trying to tell. Hmm. So that's so interesting that you say it like that, because it's like when you're doing your music, you're becoming uh, not necessarily acting, but you're invoking so much of the oh, yeah. emotions of whatever character it is that oh, you're I, wanting and, to come out. And honestly, Blake, I think it is acting. Mm -hmm. And I think um, going back to authenticity, along with authenticity, I think I feel like empathy is like authenticity's friend or sister or brother or something. And so uh, being empathetic and it is, it's becoming a character. So there is a lot of acting involved. Um, but to have that connection and to be authentic with people, I think you have to like flex that empathy muscle. Mm -hmm. Did I answer your question or did I just completely go on a tangent? Oh, no, you definitely answered it. <laughs> okay, good, good. Sometimes sometimes I can't tell. Like, I get so excited about what's going on in my life and these different these different songs and stuff. I, I don't want to get too lost in them. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely, I definitely love it when it happens because, you know, you're at that moment, you're just in flow. And I know whatever you're going to say at that moment is just going to be like, ah. Oh, I got to go back and listen to that part again. Oh, so, oh, well. Like if you can see my, you. if you can see my notes right now, it's like it's probably about five or six pages of of oh. things that you're saying throughout this episode. So yeah, you definitely wow. ans answered wow. the question. And what I wanted to ask now is like as as you're at this position that you're in, and and I know you're working on your music a lot. What 
what is your you know your life looking like as far as uh on how much attention and time you're spending on on crafting your music is this something that you're doing from the moment you wake up until the wee hours of the morning or are you also doing other things as well so it is my music is my number one priority at this mm-hmm. point besides like you know taking care of my physical body and cultivating my relationship with my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, So I spend multiple days a week uh, at rehearsals and then I spend a fair amount of time outside of those rehearsals uh, working on music and working on the business side of it, which certainly is not as glamorous, but, you know, um, responding to, show requests and booking stuff. And, you know, I have uh, a band of four people. And so coordinating schedules, doing all of those things. Uh, So it does go into the wee hours of the morning. Uh, Monday night, I got home at like two in the morning. Tonight, I'll probably get home at a similar, a similar hour. Um, But then I also, I have, um, some other projects that I do to fill in the gaps monetarily. Mm -hmm. So I do a bunch of social media and blogging for several clients. And then I also, when I decided to pursue music full time, had the opportunity to learn web development. And so I have several websites that I'm working on at any given time for clients. And so Here's actually, this is an overarching, beautiful thing that I just have to touch on. When you pursue your desires and your dreams, crazy, amazing things happen. So I had no idea how I was going to make money. And this gentleman in California contacted me and he's like, hey, you're pretty sharp. I think I could teach you web development and I really need an assistant. Would you be interested in learning this skill? And I was like, of course. And so that gentleman, his name is Peter, gave me the tools to create this side business that allows me complete flexibility with my schedule to pursue music. And so even though I left the corporate world and I left what most people would call a safe income out of the blue, which isn't really out of the blue, to me it's a God thing, I was given this opportunity to learn a completely new skill that allows me to pay my bills and have a completely flexible schedule. That is awesome. <laughs> it's, that I mean, like, how, how, I how think about, mm-hmm. I think about that and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing <laughs> how all of this has worked out. And if I could go back and tell my, tell myself several years ago that I didn't need to worry about anything. I could be like really serious Mm. in in telling myself that things have just worked out so beautifully. And I forget who said it. Uh, Maybe it was Julia Cameron in the artist way Mm -hmm. or Neil Donald Walsh in conversations with God, but it's something along these lines when you start going after what it is that you feel like you're meant to do. The helping hands of the universe conspire to make it happen. And it is so true. It is so, so, so true. 
That is awesome. I love that you were saying that, and I was just writing that down too because I think that as 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 I'm talking with you and and I'm get, getting to be able to you know imagine you know what what your life looks like and 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 it sounds to me that you are just so open to to um going wherever your your passions take you and and you're open to letting in these new opportunities that that pop up that allow you to keep on pursuing you know your music which is your number one priority but also having these other things that give you uh the, the flexibility and and the income to keep on doing that and i think yeah. that's so cool to, to hear that especially i mean we always hear it all the time and it sounds cliche but like when you follow your dreams then then opportunities will open up but for you to be here and actually being able to recount those experiences i think is a very powerful message to hear um for myself and absolutely for everyone that's listening in as well oh. and and what i wanted to ask is i know you brought it up earlier is to start uh, touching on um, Rebel Society. Oh and, yeah, and exactly like what it is that that means, and and how it is that we can become a part of that, or even begin to embrace that that Rebel Society in our lives. <laughs> oh well, you know the idea for it came about a little over a year ago, and I just felt this this heavy, heavy desire on my heart to connect with people who were wanting to live life differently, to pursue their dreams and not be controlled by, by their lives, but to be, I guess controlling probably isn't the right word, but being in the flow of their lives. Um, and so I had this vision that I just felt like if I didn't work on it, I was going to be punished in some way. <laughs> um, but I, what I wanted to do was start a community where I could share and others could share similar experiences of following their heart's desires, their dreams. And then we could come together and encourage each other because as you know, when you are going against the grain, there are a lot of people out there who I don't think they mean to be discouraging, mm -hmm. but, they're not exactly encouraging. And so I wanted to create this place, this safe haven where people could go and talk about what they wanted to do and get encouragement from others, but then also get tools to, to pursue their dreams. And so I started the Rebel Society and um, I'm actually creating the website right now. So it's not quite finished but what I want to have is basically a free toolkit available to anybody and everybody who wants to be a part of it to come and watch video blogs, read blog posts about um, how they can pragmatically and practically pursue their dreams. Because <sighs> those little steps, those little inches, those baby steps are what what makes the dream possible. And I think when people think oh, I have this dream, it's big. How am I ever, ever going to accomplish it? Mm -hmm. You have to break it down into bites, bites that you can actually chew. And so my goal is to provide tools and provide encouragement for people who want to pursue their big dreams, but don't know how to get there. Love it. And you sound, you know, so much like 
Professor Steele. And, <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm looking through what you were saying with, with your PhD and, and, and fierce dream pursuit. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I have a PhD in fierce dream pursuit. Um, I do, I do feel like that though. You know, this journey of pursuing my dream has been. There's been so much study. There's been uh, hardship in, you know, not knowing what's around the corner. But then there's also been such beauty in not knowing what's around the corner and just allowing the journey to take place. You know, Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind. And I think that that is so important. But I also think that it's hugely important to let go of expectations Mm. and how it's going to look to get to that end goal and allow life, allow the universe, allow God to come in and do what God does, which is so much bigger, so much better, so beyond what any of us could ever imagine. And so I guess my, my philosophy is I'm going to do everything I can to prepare for today for tomorrow, for what I want, but all of the other little details I'm going to let go of because I know that there is a God so much bigger than me who like totally can handle this way better than I can. Mm, so that's interesting that you said that. So how does that that work for you with with you know not having any expectations, but but putting in the work uh, so that you can continually improve yourself? Are you? Saying that, like when you're working on a project, if at the end of it, when it's out, you have you know no expectation on how it does, or or what does that look like for you? And you know that's a practice. Mm-hmm. I think expectations are a very natural human tendency. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be planning to go and attend a party, and you have expectations around that party. You think it's going to be fun, or you think it's going to be a drag, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Um, I I think when I'm working on a project specifically to use the example that you just did, I try to actively let go of expectations because Mm. when, when you don't have expectations looming over you, you make room for all of these other things like creativity, like fun, things that make art interesting and great. And so Basically, letting go of those expectations frees up a ton of energy to let what needs to happen in the project happen. You know, when you're worried about something, what good does it do? Does worrying about something or expecting something out of a situation ever really do any good? Never. Exactly. So when you actively try and let go of it, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, it just, it frees up all of this space. It's like decluttering your closet of stuff that you don't wear anymore. You walk into it and you're like, oh my gosh, I can actually see what I have. Oh, and I get it. It's like, and what you're saying is that it's, it's a practice and it's a habit. It's not like you can go up to someone and say, hey, don't have any expectation. It, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, you know, I know we can't remember it, but at one point we all we could do was uh, just stay in one spot until we learned how to crawl. And then we started crawling and then walking. You know, it takes time uh, for it to build up. And when you were talking about how it how it's a practice, I remember back when I was in college uh, over at Hope College and 
and and I had a creative writing class and and we were writing poetry and we also had to do a lot of different assignments when we would go to different events and performances and he said the exact same thing that you were saying this is the professor that you can't have an expectation when you go to an event because like you said it either uh, sets you up for failure or or because you're expecting it to go so bad that you can't embrace and enjoy what actually is happening in that moment. Yes, it's so so true. And and I, I think you are so right. You have to take baby steps and I'm kind of I am a self-proclaimed recovering perfectionist. Mm. So I think the reason that I've realized these tendencies and these expectations that I would have for things is because I have been in my past such a perfectionist to an extreme, but it didn't help me at all. Um, And what I'm trying to do now is instead of having expectations in mind, I try and have desired feelings in mind. So for instance, a couple of years ago, if I was preparing for a show, my goal would be to uh, impress people and to make sure that they were having a good time. Those are two things that are completely out of my realm of control. Mm-hmm. You can't make somebody feel impressed. You can't make somebody have a good time. And so what I realized when when I discovered that those were my expectations was that that's a losing battle. It's a waste of energy. And so now what I try and do is re- replace any of those feelings with uh, not any of those feelings, any of those expectations with my desired feelings. So now my desire is pretty simple when I go to do a show. It is to be authentically who I am and to have fun. Because when I'm having fun, that creates space for my bandmates to have fun. When my bandmates are having fun, the sound guy is more likely to have fun. When the sound guy is having fun, he makes us sound really great, which makes us able to connect with the crowd so much better. So if I manage what I want my desired outcome to be, which is basically a feeling of of authenticity and fun, it takes the pressure off and allows me to go do what I want to do. Not like a version of what I want to do, but actually be who I am and and carry it out. Wow, Dr. Steele. <laughs> that was... <laughs> For, for for the first days of class, I I, I really enjoyed this lecture. It, it's been <laughs> it has been awesome. So I do want to ask you, you know, two final questions, and then also sure. the, the third one will be how we can you know stay in touch with you and check out what you're doing. But oh, the, absolutely. The first is call to action. You know, we covered a lot and, and and talked about your journey from you know always loving music, being away from it for a little while, and then now yeah. fully embracing it in your life. You know, for people listening in, what what would be your call to action about, you know, you know, answering that call that, that we all feel inside, but oftentimes we try to bury down and try to avoid it? Yeah. So I think each and every one of us is born with desires, 
we have dreams, even though we may not know them. And so my call to action would be dive in, not uh, go out and distract yourself, but dive in to who you are. And I think that starts with following your curiosity. Um, Whatever it is that you're curious about, chase it, follow it, watch documentaries about it, get books about it, dive in and discover what it is that your soul is trying to tell you. And it takes a while to uh, tune into the right frequency to know what you're listening to. But as you follow your curiosity, you, I have no doubt you will be led to that point. Mm, I think that was a, a great call to action. And so just to reiterate, dive into to who we are and then, and then get curious about those things. And, and, and you don't always have to have mapped out so perfectly, but once you're starting to get into that curiosity, new things will pop up and then you'll be able to follow that one even deeper until, like you said, you tune into the right station. It's amazing. It is like a whole new world unfolds. And if you don't even know where to start from that point, journal. Journaling has revolutionized my life. No joke. It is like the cheapest, easiest way of getting to know who you are. And it doesn't matter what you journal about, Mm -hmm. just journal. It's, it's, again, it's like cleaning out your closet When you journal and you get your thoughts out, your real thoughts, not like what you ate for dinner, but what you're feeling, no matter what it is, it frees up space in your head um, for all kinds of other things. So if you don't even know where to begin uh, in following your curiosity, no problem because most uh, so many people don't start journaling regularly every day, even if it's for five minutes and see where that takes you. I'm not kidding you. It has just changed my life. Mm, You even give out prescriptions. (laughs) 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 You are so kind. I'm just (laughs) honestly, I'm honored that you invited me to be on this show. And I'm so honored that I get to connect with people. That's like, as much as I love music and I love it a lot, connecting with people is a joy that I can't even put into words. So connecting with you and connecting to your listeners is just, oh, it just makes me so happy. So thanks for even giving me the opportunity to do this. Absolutely. And and I reciprocate those those feelings as well. Like I have, and I always tell, you know, when, when I'm going through the shows and, and my emotions get so high when I'm getting to hear what other people are up to and I have like this, yeah. this this like huge smile on my on my face that I couldn't even you know take off if I wanted to because I just love you know the the energy that we have going and, and being able to hear your story and you sharing your message and and the one question that I'm always so excited uh to ask because everyone's is always different and that's what I love is <laughs> is is what would be you know your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings Oh my goodness. Wow. That is a very powerful question. Um, I think it goes back to what I said before. When you dive in 
to who you are and you figure out what your desire is and then you align your circumstances with that desire, um, there is this fulfillment that transcends happiness. It can only be described in our English language as joy. And it is like this internal joy that just emanates out of you like this white glowing light. Um, so I would say fulfilling life's yearnings is becoming and carrying out who you truly, truly and authentically are. Uh, I love that. So thank you for, for sharing that definition. That That is truly powerful, especially how you were able to 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 really take it in and, and, and give out truly and authentically, you know, what what those words mean and how they make you feel so that was awesome and then and the final question i guess more of a takeaway is what can we do to stay in contact with you and 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 check out you know the projects that you have coming up and also to be a part of um rebel society yeah oh um so i am all over social media, which is like sometimes kind of annoying. I think <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, am I doing too much? Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Jacqueline Steele is my handle. Then on Twitter, it's Ms. Jacqueline Steele. On Facebook, uh, Jacqueline Steele. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> um, and then for the Rebel Society, we have an online Facebook group that is facebook.com slash groups slash the rebel society. And I would love, love, love to have each and every one of you be a part of that group. And if I can encourage you in any way, please, you know, send me a message, send me an email, anything. And then I also have, uh, two websites, JacquelineSteele.com. It's J A C L Y N S T E E L E.com. And then the rebel society is not quite finished yet, but the URL is www.the-rebel-society.com. And that will kind of be the, the home for all of the rebel tools that I will be putting out hopefully for the rest of my life. So any way that I can encourage any of you or connect with any of you, please, please let me know whether that be through social media or my website or email or, or whatever. Awesome. And where can we check out your music at? Yeah, well, I am on iTunes. Um, and my website also has all of my music that's released right now. And then I'm actually recording. Uh, I'm in the midst of recording right now. And so I'll have a lot of new music out this year that is very different than what I've been putting out in the past. And I'm so excited about it because I feel like I am just stepping in to who I am musically. And I'm so excited for the music to reflect that. And uh, yeah, so it'll be out sometime this year, hopefully. And that'll be on my website and on iTunes and all of the Spotify, all the regular outlets. Nice. I am, again, so glad and so honored. And I appreciate you taking 
time out to come on. I think you're just an, an overall lovely person and I love Aww. your spirit and your energy and it was just awesome being able to connect with you and and, and just get these great vibes going for for this beautiful day that we're in today. Well, thank you. And honestly, the feeling is mutual. What you are doing, creating a platform for people to share stories um, is your way of contributing to world change. And dude, it's working. It is so incredible to listen to the podcast that you've already done and what you're doing. And you're so young to be creating this platform now Dude, the possibilities are endless. I'm so excited for you. Uh, thank you so much for saying that. So again, that was Jacqueline Steele, PhD in Fair School, <laughs> part-time physician and all the time artist and this amazing person. Again, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day, everybody. You too. All right, everyone. Go out there and be fly. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is, so please head on over to fulfillinglifesyearnings.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode, which is located on the homepage, and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show and will be very valuable for you on your own journey. To stay up to date about what's happening, please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me if you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings what you think as your voice helps them decide if Fulfilling Life's Yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Until next episode, stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams. <laughs>